Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 30th of October. Good to have you aboard. Presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, 800-747-3733. If you're dealing with any kind of an injury, wasn't your fault, you call the best accident attorneys around. They will take care of you. They will treat you like family the same way they have me. Title sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, All of our major pro sports leagues, they are going. They are, they're either underway or they're about to wrap up. And Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. Plus, you got MLB World Series going on. NFL, college football, NHL's in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both the desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to the Bet Online website today to get in on the action. Don't forget, use promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Glad to have you aboard here as we start another week. You know, tomorrow is our one-year anniversary of Zaslow Show 2.0. So we'll do a little bit more on that tomorrow, but I'm super appreciative of everyone who has gotten us here, who has gotten us to this point, and has has allowed me to believe that, that, that this works. Doing the show like this works because of your support as a listener and because of my sponsor's support, supporting the show. Support the sponsors that support the show. That's how we make this thing go round and round. That's how the show winds up being successful. That's how you guys never have to pay for the show. I'm never going to make you ever pay for anything. But that's because you support the sponsors who support the show. All right. You can always hit me up, by the way, at Zaslow Show on Twitter. I'm on threads now. 
at ZazloJ. That's also my Instagram account. So you can hit me up on both those as well. I'm the most active on Twitter, but I'm also on threads now. My man, Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles. He told me, he's like, Zazlo, you, you got to get on threads. The people are nicer. So I was like, all right, good. I'll get on threads, you know? So I'm posting some show stuff on there as well. But of course, so make sure you follow me on threads. But I'm always easily accessible on Twitter, at Zazlo Show. Instagram and threads, at Zazlo J. I hope you had a nice weekend, the Dolphins. Dolphins, 6-2. and two. You got four teams now, because Kansas City lost. <laughs> four teams, 6-2 and two in the AFC. Dolphins leading the East. Jaguars leading the South. Ravens leading the North. Chiefs leading the West. Four 6-2 and two teams. Now, we're going to get to our full NFL rundown brought to us by Brunt Insurance, bruntinsurance.com. We'll get to our full Week 8 NFL rundown. Week 8 concludes tonight. Lions, Raiders. We got the big action on the Lions tonight. Back end of a parlay. All right, trying to make that money. You know how we do. Bet online. All right. Anyway, so the Dolphins are one of four teams, all division winners, sitting atop the AFC at 6-2, I shouldn't say division winners, division leaders, of course. But here's also the point that we're at, I believe. So we're at the, we're just about at the midway point of the season, right? Week 8, it's an 18-week schedule, 17 games. So we're almost through week 8. We're just about at the midway point of the season. And it really feels like now, overall with the NFL, we're in the place that we probably thought we were before the season started, which was the AFC has the top-tier teams and the NFC is significantly weaker. It didn't look like that the first few weeks of the season, especially when San Francisco started 5-0. But I think now we're all seeing AFC's where it's at. Every division leader in the AFC feels like a big-time team. Maybe not so much Jacksonville, but you got each division leader is 6-2, and two, and Buffalo is not even one of those teams. And then in the NFC, Philadelphia... Six and one, they're certainly a contender. But San Francisco now dropping a five and three. I think we have some doubts about them. The Cowboys winning yesterday are five and two, but they they're they got a little bit of that bully mentality, the Cowboys. I'm not sure that I believe in the Cowboys, and I'm definitely not sure I believe in the Cowboys if they're not playing at home where they've now won eleven in a row and they kick the shit out of teams there. So outside of those three teams. And one or two of which, not really sure about, especially because the Niners have lost three in a row. I think Philadelphia's big time. I'm not sure about anyone else in the NFC. And it looks like we have four, maybe five, big time teams in the AFC. Which is probably what we thought going into the season. The Panthers are back in action tonight. The Heat are back in action tonight. The Panthers are in Boston. They own TD Garden. Panthers are back in the place where they won Game 7, where they won 3 out of 4. Games 2, 5, and 7, and they own the Boston Bruins. So the Panthers are back there tonight. Looking, Panthers have won 4 of their last 5 games. So trying to keep this thing going tonight. The Bruins have not lost a game in regulation yet. They're 7-0-1. Great game tonight. The Heat are in Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Damian Lillard. So we'll talk about that. But first, of course, we're going to start out with the Dolphins here. So I really think the place you got to start, though, with the Dolphins, you got to give Mike McDaniel. Well, well let me let me preface this. Well, let, let, let me say this first. I hosted ESPN Radio game day yesterday for the second week in a row. I'm doing it next week, too. ESPN Radio game day is it's red zone, but on the radio. The whole show is 1-5 to five yesterday. The whole show, and we had 9 1 p.m. games. The whole show. That's another weird thing about doing the shows on ESPN Radio that the program director told me after I did like my first or second show. I can't really call it the 1 p.m. games. It's 1 p.m. Eastern. I, I, I would have to say 1 p.m. East. So, I, like, I, I, I'm doing a national show. 1 p.m., what does that mean? What time zone are we in? So I call it the early window games. That's some. That's some, a subtle little thing that I've had to get used to doing national shows on ESPN Radio. Is I can't just say the time without also saying Eastern. Anyway, nobody cares about that but me. So I'm on 1 to 5 yesterday. 9 early window games. 
And it's just, it's bouncing from game to game to game to game. Highlights, bringing in reporters who are on site, scoring updates, stat updates. And it is, like, like, like I talked about it last week, and Amber Wilson joined us. She used to host that show a couple years ago. And you could always go back in the archives if you didn't catch Amber on the show last week. Go to wherever you get your Zaslow Show 2.0 podcast, and you could check her out. I think it was Friday's show. And like I said to her, it's the most difficult show I've ever done. And at the same time, the most fun. It flies. It, it just, it moves and moves. And especially because I'm hosting the show, and yesterday are the regular co-hosts, Herm Edwards, Mike Tannenbaum. So I'm, I'm setting these guys up throughout the whole four hours, but I got to engineer which game we're going to and getting all the updates. They all made it really easy. That show is a lot of fun. I hope you tune in next week, either 1 to 4 or 1 to 5. I'm not sure the time, but next weekend as well, Sunday. And so next week, it's great because the Dolphin game's at 9.30 next week. I'll get to watch the Dolphins in Germany against the Chiefs, and then I'll hop on and start game day. Last week, the Dolphins were on Sunday Night Football. So I did game day, and then I got the Dolphin game later that night. But yesterday, I'm on during the Dolphin game. So the first time in, I couldn't even tell you when. I mean, I, 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 can't even, I can't even take a guess when the last time I didn't see a Dolphin game was. Now, I've obviously seen all the highlights. I know everything that happened. Matter of fact, I know everything that happened. I'm following the game in real time. But on my scoreboard, like I'm, I'm reading essentially what's happened. And I'm going back and forth to the game, to the other game, to this game, that game. But I don't get to see the Dolphin game. So it was a really weird experience yesterday where I obviously know everything that happened. I'm knowing what happens in real time, but without seeing any of it. And I'm not talking where I know what's happening in real time, but I can't. But, but like I, I, I'm not watching it. I'm not talking about in the sense of. Uh, like the blindly in the blind, and it's Jimmy Cephalo on the call on the radio where you listen to Dolphins radio, and Cephalo gives you nothing. I mean, the worst play-by-play broadcaster in the history of the world. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just, like, I kind of know what's going on. I'm updating the game, back and forth with it, but I'm not actually watching the game. It was a very weird experience. But anyway, so let me start there. I think you got to give... Now, Dolphins sweep the series, obviously, with the Patriots. You got to give Mike McDaniel and Tua a ton of credit. Last time they played... Was it week two, week two, or week three? Dolphins won that game, of course, 24-17. Belichick took away the passing game, right? Took away Tyreek Hill. And that's his thing. He Belichick takes away... Your best offensive weapon. Takes away the thing you do best, and then you got to win other ways. And the Dolphins are like, all right, fine. We're like, instead of winning with the the huge plays in that game, the Dolphins are just going to stab you to death for 60 minutes, which is what they did that game. Raheem Mostert had like 120 yards rushing. He had a pair of touchdowns. Devon A-Chain probably did his thing also. And the Dolphins ran all over them. So, okay, the Patriots were figuring... The Dolphins, they're eventually going to get greedy. They're going to make a mistake. We're going to bait them into it. Dolphins never took the bait. And now, you give Tua and Mike McDaniel a ton of credit because they threw all over him yesterday. I mean, Tua, 30 for 45, over 300 yards. You finally had the Waddle and Hill game. You've been waiting for Waddle to kind of catch up, and both of them have the monster games, and you finally got it. Both of them over 100 yards. Both of them with a touchdown. Huge games from the two of them. Huge game for the Dolphin passing game as well. You give Tua and Mike McDaniel a ton of credit. Belichick took it away last time, and the Dolphins this time said, uh-uh, we're doing whatever we want. And the Dolphins, look, 31-17, they won by two scores, which is, I think, exactly what I thought they were going to do. I think I said they are going to win by two scores. And... This game really wasn't close. I mean, the Dolphins gave them some opportunities with the turnover earlier in the game, early in the game, and the Patriots scored the touchdown. The turnover to start the third quarter, and that's where you have the fumble on the handoff, and the Patriots get a field goal there. Like, the Dolphins, the Dolphins were about to blow out the, uh, the, the Patriots. It's, it's a 17-7 game right before the end of the half. Dolphins have to settle for a field goal. And then, that's huge because the Dolphins 
are getting the ball back to start the third quarter. So you get the double dip there. And are they about to go up 24-7 early in the third quarter? You get the fumble on the very first play. Patriots get a field goal. So instead of potentially 24-7 or 20-7 early in the third quarter, it's 17-10 and you got a ball game. Patriots are hanging around and then just, yeah, the Dolphins did their thing, man. A lot of waddle in the second half. Jalen Ramsey, that crowd sounded like they were on fire. Jalen Ramsey gets the interception late in the second quarter. Crowd's going crazy. And here's the thing with Jalen Ramsey. He's got the ball there. He's running up the sideline. He looks like a superstar. You know how sometimes, sometimes there are guys in the league, and this is with any sport, you know they're really good. You know they're star players. But now when they're playing for your team and you're seeing them every game, now granted, it's only been one game with Ramsey, but you're seeing them every game like, whoa, I didn't know that about him. I kind of had that moment with Jalen Ramsey yesterday where he intercepts that pass. He's running up the sideline and just his look. He looks like he's the best player on the field. He looks like a superstar. That was really exciting watching him run up the sideline. You're thinking about what this guy could help the Dolphins accomplish. And you know, look, I've I've been saying this the whole time, right? Where, oh, they're going to get Jalen Ramsey back. No, no, no. They're not getting Jalen Ramsey back. They're adding Jalen Ramsey. They've never had Jalen Ramsey. That's why when Jalen Ramsey got hurt in training camp, I wasn't devastated. Now, number one, I wasn't devastated because we, we, were, we were pretty sure it was not going to be a season-ending injury. Nobody thought he was coming back before November, except for him. And by the way, went on a whole Twitter rant last week. What was it, Thursday? About, you know, he didn't know that he's ready to play yet, and, and, and then he plays. All right. Like, Jalen Ramsey got a little bit worked up at silliness last week. Yeah, you practice a couple days. And people in the Dolphins organization told Adam Schefter, we're preparing for him to play. We think he's going to play. Jalen Ramsey got a little bit worked up at nonsense last week. So any, And those people in the Dolphins organization, they were right. They were preparing for him to play, and that's because, yeah, he was going to play. Anyway, he looked like a stud yesterday running up the sidelines. But I wasn't, I wasn't devastated when Jalen Ramsey got hurt because they're not losing Jalen Ramsey. They've never had Jalen Ramsey. So when he does return, they're going to be adding him to the team. And if this team can have a decent record and then they're adding Jalen Ramsey, trade deadline's tomorrow. They essentially, to what is now a 6-2 team, they've just added one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL for nothing. They just added him right before the trade deadline. This is going to wind up being a blessing. And when Teron Armstead eventually returns, I think he's got one more week to go. When Teron Armstead eventually returns, now, he's always a week-to-week thing. But they get Ramsey back. They add Ramsey. They're 6-2. and two. Whenever Teron Armstead comes back, they're still going to have an awesome record. It might wind up being a blessing down the stretch where you have really important players. Devon Achan as well. Whenever he's ready to rejoin the team, They're going to have an awesome record, and he's going to be fresh. You're going to have impactful players who are rejoining this team, and they're going to be fresh for the second half of the season. It all, you keep your fingers crossed, it all might be a blessing in disguise for this team, getting these guys back after they missed the first part of the year. It may really wind up working out in the Dolphins' favor. So yesterday, like, like that's the big story, right? Is you're, you're, you're starting to get healthier. Did the Dolphins, are they holding out Zay, Like, did the Dolphins hold out Xavier Howard last week because they're playing the Panthers? It's like, listen, we don't want to rush. Because Howard apparently wanted to play last week. We don't want to rush you back. We're going to be able to do without, without you against the Panthers. Now, it's an NFL team. Any given Sunday, right? I don't think that teams normally operate like that. But maybe there's part of them where it's like, listen, we're playing the long game here. And we're playing the Panthers this weekend. Xavier, take your time. Let's let's reevaluate next week. And then next week rolls around. 
and Jalen Ramsey's returning. And it's like, Xavier, listen, it's Patriot team. Mac Jones, he fucking sucks. Ramsey's returning. Again, let's play the long game, man. Let's chill. Let's hold you out again. And then we're going to go to Germany to play the high-powered Chiefs, although they scored nine points against the Broncos. Nonetheless, then we're going to go to Germany to play the Chiefs. You're going to be fresh. Fresh. We're going to win those games without you, and it's all going to work out for everybody. Is that the way the Dolphins played it with Xavier Howard? Maybe. I I could spin it that way. I just did. The point is, I think that everything's going to work out for this team with the injuries coming when they did, and it seems like the Dolphins are being smart about it. And with Ramsey back there, you're going to get Howard back. You're going to get Javon Holland back. Tell me that doesn't feel like what's going to be a really good secondary. Christian Wilkins has already tied a career high. He's got four and a half sacks. He's doing his thing on the D-line. We all know he's playing for a contract. Whatever. Whatever you got to do, man. But when they get those guys in the secondary, that only helps those guys up front. You get those coverage sacks. That's the thing about yesterday. Yes, the offense did its thing, but that's the thing about yesterday that I really liked. Not that, you know, it was this super dominant effort against the Patriots or or that the Patriots, uh, you know, offense is some first prize. They fucking suck. We all know Mac Jones is probably the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. They held him to 17. Great. But for me, it was about what I saw and what we could be seeing moving forward. Tua, he owns Belichick. 6-0 and now against what some think, something, not this guy, not me, but what some think is the greatest coach of all time, Tua owns Bill Belichick. Nobody else has ever been 6-0 against Belichick. Tua is. And he owns Mac Jones. Mac Jones is a disgrace to those Alabama quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, awesome. Tua, awesome. Mac Jones, such a bum. He's a disgrace to Alabama quarterbacks. Tua owns Mac Jones is to a son. You saw after the game, he was pushing around in a stroller. That was Mac Jones in that stroller. Push him around. And Tua owns Bill Belichick. 6-0. Belichick, get the hell out of here. When this D gets back, though, when they get back Howard, they get back Holland, it feels like they're going to be really good. Now, we're going to get more into it with our NFL rundown. But the 49ers yesterday, the 49ers lost, and they were down two touchdowns really the whole game. And Brock Purdy was bad. And Brock Purdy's got five interceptions now in his last three games. After being like the wonderkind, you know, the first few games in this season and going back to last season. Are we going to talk about the 49ers being frauds? The 49ers were 5-0. and The 49ers have now dropped three in a row. One of them to a Bengals team that started the year terrible and was 500 going into yesterday. The 49ers... They also lost at the Cleveland Browns. That was their first loss of the year. They were under 500 at the time. Are we going to talk about the 49ers being frauds? Or is that only reserved? That kind of talk is only reserved for the Miami Dolphins. Are we going to talk about the 49ers being frauds or no? The Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. Are we going to talk about the Chiefs being frauds? The Chiefs scored nine points yesterday against an awful... Bronco team. And a Bronco team that the Dolphins scored 70 against. Are we going to talk about the Chiefs being a fraud? Or is that conversation only reserved for the Dolphins? And only the Dolphins. Are we talking about teams being a fraud? Is that only when you lose to the good teams, but not when the bad teams? You're a fraud if you lose to good teams. Dolphins have lost on the road to the Bills. Dolphins have lost on the road to the Eagles. Are you a fraud if you lose to the good teams? Or are you a fraud if you lose to the bad teams, like at the Broncos? Or at home to a 500 Bengals team? Which is it? You're only a fraud, A, if you're the Dolphins, and B, if you lose to good teams, not if you lose to bad teams. Got it. I understand now. Oh, but Zaslow, we know who the Chiefs are. The Dolphins have never done anything. The Dolphins haven't won a playoff game in over 20 years. We know who the Chiefs are. You know what? That's that's a fair point. What about the 49ers? How old were you 
The last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl. I'll tell you how old I was. I was 15. Look at this put him. Look at his face. Does it look 15? 49ers haven't done anything in forever. Are the 49ers a fraud? Or is it only reserved for when the Dolphins lose and when the Dolphins lose to good teams? Which is it? All right, everybody calm down. Everybody take it easy. Dolphins are 6-2. We're happy today. I I, I shouldn't be spending all my energy. I shouldn't be getting all riled up about stupid 49ers. Stupid Chiefs. But be fair. Be fair. Because the Dolphins, when they play the bad teams, they don't lose to them. They beat the shit out of them. The Dolphins, Dolphins, I told you, to me, that's a sign of a great team. You don't get tripped up by the lesser teams. You don't fall into the trap games. You don't fall for the look-ahead games. You beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And the Dolphins leave no doubt. They win those games by double figures. They're going to have another opportunity next weekend against a really good team. And it's in Germany. I think the Dolphins beat the Chiefs. We're not going to do a ton of that today. We'll start looking ahead beginning tomorrow. But I think the Dolphins beat the Chiefs. And this is important too because apparently Patrick Mahomes, it's probably not a coincidence, but Patrick Mahomes played with the flu yesterday. He was really sick. Well, the game was really cold there in Denver. That's not going to help. And they're getting on a plane today to Germany. That's not going to help either. So the Dolphins have another chance. They're 0-2 in the big opportunities. Big opportunity in Buffalo, lost. Big opportunity in Philadelphia, lost. They got another big opportunity this weekend in Germany against the Chiefs. I think the Dolphins are going to change the narrative this weekend. I think Dolphins are going to be ready for this game this weekend. I can't wait. Tell you what else I can't wait for. Every night when I'm tired, and I'm like, man, I hope I get a good night's sleep tonight. Then I remember, man, all I got to do is lie down in that bed here in the Zaslow Mansion master bedroom. And remember, I sleep on sheets and giggles. Of course I'm going to get amazing sleep. That's right. Sheets and giggles, the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets out there, made from eucalyptus trees. If I, if I told you that you can go to sheetsgiggles.com, you can get the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets out there. You're never going to have to search anywhere else for your comforter, your bed sheets, your, your blanket. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. If I told you you're getting the best sleep of your life with Sheets and Giggles, but if you go to SheetsGiggles.com and you use promo code Zazlow and you get 20% off your first order, is that something you'd be interested in? Of course it is. My man Josh, he sent me a message the other day on Instagram like, Zazlow, I gotta get into Sheets and Giggles. What's the promo code again? I'm like, yeah man, Zazlow. Use promo code Zazlow at SheetsGiggles.com, 20% off your first order. I told him, Josh, you're gonna get the best sleep of your life. Go on, get after it. You're going to become one of over 100,000 Americans that are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never going back. Sheetsgiggles.com. Use promo code Zazlo. 20% off your first order. Now tonight, there's a lot going on. We have Monday Night Football. We have Panthers. We have Heat. So how am I going to be enjoying the game tonight? You know how I'm going to be enjoying the game tonight. I got a Johnny Cuba in my hand. I'm going to be sitting on the couch in the Zaslow Mansion family room. I'm sitting in my underwear with a Johnny Cuba. I got a shirt on, but in my underwear, Johnny Cuba in my hands. I'm enjoying the games. Now, Monday Night Football Raiders and Lions, we got big We got big money on the Lions here tonight. I'll be keeping track of it, but Heat, Panthers, that's big TV and small TV action. But Johnny Cuba, they're part of the action as well. If you haven't tried Johnny Cuba, I don't know what you're waiting for because we're talking the most delicious beer there is. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. And then I love when you take a picture, taking that first sip of Johnny Cuba. Oh, my God, it feels so good when it touches your lips. You hit me up on Instagram. I'm an influencer. Then I put it on my stories. My man Juan, he's super excited about it. Myra's super excited about it. You're excited because I'm famous, and now you're becoming famous too because I put you in my stories. Go pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Enjoy the action tonight. Remember, always drink responsibly, and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So, Panthers tonight in Boston. That's at 
Right? 7.30? Yeah. No, 7 or 7.30. Hold on. I want to make sure I'm accurate here. I don't like giving out the false information. The Heat are at 8 p.m. tonight. The Panthers are at 7 p.m. tonight. Okay, that's important because that means the Panthers are going to get big TV status in the Zaslow Mansion family room. Heat are going to get small TV status. But the way that the timing works out, we're going to be able to flip it back and forth based on when the Panthers are in intermission. Then we move the Heat to the big T. But the Panther game will be ending around 9.40-ish. And then we'll be able to move the Heat permanently to big TV in the Zaslow Mansion family room. And the Heat game, 8 o'clock start. They'll be like, they'll, they'll be early in the third quarter at that point. And then they'll get the full attention on the big TV. And the Panthers will have given the Bruins their first regulation loss of the season. So the Panthers are back home tonight. That's right. Panthers are back home. Panthers, oh, that's their home, TD Garden. The Panthers are back home tonight in Boston to take on the Bruins. The spot of the Game 7 victory, one of the best nights in your life, Carter Verhage with the winner in overtime, and the Panthers stun the team that had the best regular season in NHL history, sent all those Boston fans home unhappy, ended the Bruins season, and the Panthers began, really began their march to the Stanley Cup Final and the Eastern Conference Championship. Yeah, the Panthers are back home tonight. Matthew Kachuk, Carter Verhage, Alexander Barkov, Sergei Bobrovsky. That's their home. Boston, TD Garden, go to your home. And the Panthers looking to make it five out of six tonight. Five out of six overall to start this early part of the season at the Bruins. I'm very excited about the Panthers this evening. Now, as far as the Heat tonight, the Heat are at 8 o'clock. We got to talk, Heat are at Milwaukee. First, though, let's talk about what took place in the Heat over the weekend. Panthers won over the weekend. They beat Seattle on Friday night? No, Saturday night. Panthers beat Seattle on Saturday night, 3-2. Really fun game. Matthew Kuchuk finally got his first goal of the year. The Heat are in Milwaukee tonight, but first we got to talk about the Heat over the weekend. So the Heat lose in Boston on Friday night. Close game. Folded down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Offense just wasn't there. They're always going to play well against the Celtics. Not afraid of them at all. We'll see you in the playoffs, and we'll beat you there like we always do. Not afraid of Boston. But then Saturday night's the real story, right? Saturday night, the Heat are at Minnesota. They lose at Minnesota. And in all three games this year, so the Heat are 1-2. and two. In all three games this year, the fourth quarter has been really bad for Miami. They had a 19-point lead early in the fourth quarter against Detroit. They hung on and won by a point. The Heat had a terrible fourth quarter against Detroit. They managed to hang on. Terrible fourth quarter against Boston. They lose for the first time. Terrible fourth quarter Saturday night in Minnesota. What was a close game? It's like a two-point game early in the fourth quarter. They wind up losing by 16. All three games so far, the fourth quarter has been the, well, two of the games, it was the end for Miami, and the other one, it was almost the end for Miami. So that's a big issue. Now, uh, Jimmy is not, Jimmy didn't play Saturday night, we'll get to that in a second. Jimmy has not played well. He didn't play well against Detroit, didn't play well at Boston. Maybe Jimmy not playing in the preseason, like, like, oh, oh, are you worried about Jimmy? No, no. Not, not at all. But maybe not playing in the preseason, he's taking a little bit of time to get acclimated, to get you know shake the rust off and get going. Maybe not playing in the preseason. I know he had a dental procedure. I mean, it's awfully coincidental that he's all better from the dental procedure, ready for game one. Maybe not playing in the preseason was a mistake because Jimmy's off to a really slow start. Bam looks fantastic. Jaime Jaquez Jr. looks ready to play. He's a player. Tyler Hero looks good too. I mean, the first game against Detroit was like 7 for 24. The first quarter against Boston, he was awesome. Helped get them going. And he was good against Minnesota as well. I mean, the field goal percentage is not exactly there. That's going to happen. But he's a major threat. He gets to his spot. He can get off whatever shots he wants. And he looks so much more active defensively. Tyler looks good. Bam looks fantastic, and Jaime Jaquez clearly looks like a player. Outside of that, 
there isn't a whole lot to feel good about. Martin's hurt. Richardson's hurt. Highsmith is hurt. They were forced to start Jovich on Saturday night, who I don't think looks ready. That's disappointing to me. This, this team is not playing good basketball right now. And now they're in Milwaukee tonight where we're going to see Damian Lillard on the other side. And if the Heat get their ass kicked and they drop to one and three and they're not playing good basketball overall, and then you see what, you know, not what could have been because the Heat, that was out of the Heat's control, but maybe you see what should have been with Milwaukee or in Milwaukee. Tonight has a lot of potential to be really frustrating for the Heat fan. So we're hoping that's not what we're going to wind up seeing. Jimmy Butler is expected to play tonight. I'm not sure the rest of the injury report here, like Caleb Martin, I know they're being super cautious with. But I'm wondering, going into this game, like, does Tyler Hero... Tyler Hero has come out to start this season motivated. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove to everybody, I'm a big-time player. Like he said, I want to get to a place where next season, next offseason, I'm not in the trade rumors, where they refuse to even talk about me. It's a great attitude to have. And he also, when he was asked about Damian Lillard going into the game tonight, he's like, I've never talked to him before. He's a great player. Just, you know, whatever. And so Tyler's got the right attitude. But I do wonder if there's a little bit of extra motivation from Tyler tonight where Damian Lillard didn't do anything wrong. But here's also the thing. Like, Tyler wants, and, and by the way, Lillard last night, he had six points. He was like two for 12. Really poor second game. So they're one and one now, the Bucs, coming off a loss last night. And Lillard was not good last night. But even though there's, like, there shouldn't be any animosity from Tyler toward Damian Lillard, Tyler may look at it where, yeah, Lillard tried to force his way to the Heat. And while Lillard, it's not like Lillard said, I want to play for the Heat and make sure you trade me for Tyler Hero because I don't want to play with him. Damian Lillard, at least his agent, they know that the Heat are not going to try and trade Butler for Lillard. They're not going to try and trade Adebayo for Lillard. But they probably will try and trade Hero for Lillard because you got to give up something to get something. And you look at the salary. So Hero would be in that trade. So when Damian Lillard requests the trade to Miami and only Miami, Hero may go into this game with a little bit of extra motivation. Not just, hey, I want to show you we don't need Damian Lillard. I can be that guy. But at the same time where it's, Yeah, you you didn't try to get me traded, Damian Lillard, but you kind of tried to get me traded. So Tyler, I'm expecting him to come out with a come out firing tonight, chip on the shoulder, major effort from Tyler Hero tonight. Last thing on on the Heat from the weekend, and then I want to get to our NFL rundown. So the big story over the weekend, though, was Saturday night. Not that the Heat lost, not that they lost in Minnesota, second night of a back-to-back. They lost in Minnesota. It's the third game of the year. And Jimmy Butler sat out for rest. Am I mad about it? Okay. First of all, there's no defending it. I sit here and you know I have a big problem with the players resting, the players sitting out, the players missing games. It's, it's an embarrassment for the NBA. The fact that the league continues to have to change rules and make rules and they have a stupid player participation policy, which clearly is not going to work because nothing has changed and we're only one week into this season. But I can't crush other teams and other players and then ignore Jimmy Butler sitting out. Now, my guess is I'm sure throughout the season that there are predetermined rest days slash rest games for Jimmy Butler. It's not like you just decided, hey, he's not going to play tomorrow night. No, I'm sure they look at it before the season. Okay, second night of a back-to-back? You didn't play in the preseason? All right, we're not going to play in Minnesota. I'm sure these games, are, these rest days, are predetermined. But, yeah, like, I hate it. It's obnoxious. Jimmy Butler is coming off of... They, they've had rest for the last three months. We're in game number three on the season. We already need to rest? I, I can't defend it. So am I upset about the loss in Minnesota? No. No. Because, it, I mean, this, this is how I have to approach it. If the team is not going to care about the game and sit Jimmy in the third game, if the team's not going to care, 
then I don't care. Now, obviously, the guys who are playing, they care very much. But in general, the Heat, by sitting Jimmy Butler in Game 3, like, I understand there are games throughout the middle of the season, all right, he's not going to play here, he's going to get a night off. All right, that makes sense. But Game number 3, the third game of the season, we're already resting? If, if, if the Heat are not going to care about that game, then I don't care about that game. I wanted them to win, obviously, but I'm losing no sleep, and I'm not thinking about it for a second after it's over. If you're not going to care about that game in Minnesota, I don't care about that game in Minnesota. That's the way I got to look at it. And yeah, so it's really disappointing that Jimmy doesn't play that game. What, I'm like, like what, I can't defend it. And I love Jimmy. That's my guy, man. Second favorite Heat player of all time. Glenn Rice, obviously, number one. That's right. Second favorite. I'd say he's second best. Second favorite. But I can't defend it. Indefensible. If they're not going to care about that game, I don't care about that game. All right. So that, that's a stress-free watch for me then at Minnesota. That's a bonus game. If they win it, great. If they lose it, well, they didn't care. So why do I care? That's how, that's how I got to look at it. That's how I got to handle that. All right. A lot of action in the NFL yesterday. I hosted ESPN Radio NFL Game Day. We had nine games in the early window. You know there was a ton of action. Week 8 finishes up tonight in Detroit. They never get Monday Night Football games. Lions hosting the Raiders. Let's get to our NFL rundown. NFL Rundown every Monday is brought to us by Brunt Insurance. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance delivers you that comprehensive insurance tailored exactly to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specialized in home, auto, and life insurance. You can find them on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and wherever you're calling from all throughout the state of Florida. Brunt Insurance has offices all through the states, so whatever area you're calling from, they're going to know what type of coverage you need. Matter of fact, their agents at Brunt Insurance specialize in finding the right policy, and they're not going to leave you in the dark. They're going to educate you. They're going to let you know everything that you got. They're going to make sure you know the ins and outs of your policy of choice. I've been getting my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for almost 10 years now, and that's because I know I'm getting the most affordable rate, and I don't have to lay awake at night wondering, am I covered if something happens? I'm taken care of. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Let's get to our Week 8 NFL rundown. We start things out with a game that was truly awful for the entire afternoon that turned out to be one of the biggest stories of the day. And that was at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, Jets and Giants. The Giants were on their third string quarterback. Tyrod Taylor got knocked out of the game. Tommy DeVito, not Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito comes in at quarterback. And with a minute and a half left in the game, the Giants got the ball back ahead 10-7. They could run out the clock. They get to a situation. The Giants on the day have negative eight yards passing. You heard that correct. Negative eight yards passing, which is crazy that the Giants' backup quarterback, Tommy DeVito, he, he's the backup going into the game. How could Brian Dayball and the Giants not have had this guy prepared to throw the football? He's the backup. You're one play away from Tyrod Taylor getting hurt. That'd be like if Skylar Thompson or Mike White came into the game for the Dolphins and you couldn't trust them to throw a pass. It's, 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 a, it's an abominable coaching job by Brian Dayball. They're ahead 10-7 with a minute and a half left with the ball. We get to a place under a minute to go. It's fourth and one from the 18. The Giants, do you kick a field goal to go up 13-7? Or do you go for it, pick up a yard, and run out the clock? Now it's rainy, it's wet. Brian Dayball decides to kick the field goal. Field goal, no good. And credit, I'm hosting game day with Herm Edwards and Mike Tannenbaum. Both of them said, before the decision was made, go for it. Pick up the one yard and the game. Dayball kicks a field goal. No good. The Jets manage to get a pass interference call. Brings them down. They wind up kicking a field goal 
at the buzzer to tie the game at 10 in overtime. Another questionable decision from Dayball. The Giants cannot move the football. They refuse to pass the football. The Giants win the coin toss, and Dayball takes the ball. Put your defense out on that field. Dayball takes the ball. What do the Giants do? Of course they punt on three and out. So the Jets now get the great field position, and here's a field goal to win it. For the win. Making across the board from Dayball was fireable. From not having your backup quarterback able to throw a pass, to not going for the fourth down and kicking the field goal, to taking the football in a game that you can't move the football in overtime. Jets win 13-10. They improved to four and three. The Giants dropped to two and six. Zach Wilson, 17 for 36, 240 yards and a touchdown. Brees Hall had six catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Saquon Barkley had to run the ball. 36 times for 128 yards. A disgraceful performance, really from both teams. And somehow, Brian Dayball managed to lose that game for the Giants. The Jaguars, they beat the Steelers 20-10. They improved to 6-2. They are atop the AFC South. The Steelers dropped to 4-3. Trevor Lawrence was 24 for 32, 292 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Travis Etienne had 24 carries for 79 yards, three catches for 70 yards, and a touchdown. Mitch Trubisky, he had to come in for Kenny. Well, he had to play for Kenny Pickett. You know, Kenny Pickett started. He left the game. Trubisky comes in 15 for 27, 138 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. A bunch of quarterbacks had to leave the game early yesterday. Jaguars win 20 to 10. The Titans. They beat the Falcons 28-23. The story of the game was Will Levis getting his first career start. Tannehill inactive, and he found DeAndre Hopkins not once, not twice, but for three touchdowns. On 10. Levis, that pump. Hopkins behind the defender, and he's got it on the run. Third touchdown of the day. Levis to Hopkins for Tennessee. Now, Jay, you just posed a question about if they have their quarterback. I think uh, we're getting an early peek at what the answer might be. Tannehill's not going to get his job back. Will Levis, 19 for 29, 238 yards, four touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins caught three of them. He had four catches for 128 yards. Bijan Robinson had 11 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown for Atlanta. Titans improved to three and four with a 28-23 win over the Falcons, who dropped to four and four. Battle of the top two quarterbacks taken in this year's NFL draft. The winless Panthers are hosting the Texans and trailing 13-12 with the ball late. Bryce Young would engineer a drive to put the Panthers in a position to win the game. And the kick is good. And Carolina wins it 15 to 13. Yes, the Titans, the the Panthers, they get their first win. Bryce Young gets his first win as a pro. Panthers are one and six. Texans drop to three and four. Bryce Young was 22 for 31, 235 yards and a touchdown. CJ Stroud was 16 for 24 for just 140 yards. He did have 13 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground. The Cowboys crush the Rams. The Cowboys have won 11 straight at home. They beat the Rams 43 to 20. Dak Prescott was 25 for 31, 304 yards, four touchdowns and interception. Here he is after the game with Aaron Andrews. Maybe we should do some pregame interviews more often. You throw for four touchdowns over 300 yards. It was all about what could this offense look like after the bye week. What did you like about it? Uh, yeah, we got in the rhythm. Uh, got to run the ball. We'll run the ball a little bit more. But uh, we came into this game wanting to get the pass offense going. Um, CD looked amazing. All those guys did. Protected well up front. You got to stop 99. He's a hell of a player. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was great momentum coming out of that bye week. And we got to keep it rolling. Hey, you're going to hear this in the press conference. How do you sustain it? How do you keep it going, Dak? Yeah, I mean, just we had great, great week of preparation. We've just got to build off of that. Uh, we know we've got all the pieces. Trust the guys next to us. Uh, and last thing I'm going to say, it's going to be easy, but we've got the men that can do it. Yeah, and we're going to see if you can do it next week against Philadelphia. What excites you the most about the matchup as you're smiling? Yeah, I mean, it's a division division rival. Um, last year, didn't get to play with Jalen. I wasn't playing when he played. 
Um, excited for that matchup. Uh, yeah, anytime, anytime you play Philly, especially up there. We'll see you there. See you there. Thank you. For the sure. Cowboys improved to five and two. Rams dropped to three and five. Ceedee Lamb had 12 catches for 158 yards and two touchdowns. The Minnesota Vikings. They get to 4-4 four four with a 24-10 win at the Packers. Kirk Cousins was 23 for 31, 274 yards, and two touchdowns. He's having maybe the best season of his career. He took his last snap of the season as he tore his Achilles yesterday late in the game. A devastating injury for the Vikings, who have fought all the way back to 4-4. Four and four, And their, re- their schedule is very favorable. Their next four games at Atlanta... New Orleans, at Denver, Chicago. Those are all winnable games, except now they don't have Kirk Cousins. That's a devastating injury. The Vikings are 4-4. Packers dropped to 2-5. TJ Hawkinson, he had six catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Love, he may not be that good. 24 for 41, 229 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. The New Orleans Saints... They beat the Indianapolis Colts 38 to 27. Derek Carr was 19 for 27, 310 yards, two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, 17 rushes for 59 yards and a touchdown, four catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor had 12 carries for 95 yards. The Saints improved to four and four. The Colts dropped to the three and five. The Eagles sweep the series against the Commanders with a 38-31 win over Washington. Jalen Hurts was 29 for 38, 319 yards, four touchdowns. A.J. Brown, eight catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Smith, seven catches for 99 yards and a touchdown. Sam Howell was 39 for 52, 397 yards, four touchdowns and an interception. The Commanders dropped to three and five. The Eagles, an NFL best, seven and one. The Seahawks, they improved to five and two with a 24-20 win over the Cleveland Browns. And late in the fourth quarter, it was Jackson, Smith, and Jigba who got the winning touchdown. Smith, screen, Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. Looking for the lead and redemption for the Seahawks offense. Touchdown, Seahawks lead. Smith, 23 for 37, 254 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Tyler Lockett, eight catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. Seahawks win 24-20. They're five and two. The Browns drop to four and three. The Baltimore Ravens. The game, the score was a little bit closer than the game actually was. The Ravens beat the Cardinals 31-24. Lamar Jackson was 18 for 27, 157 yards and a touchdown. Here he is after the game. What's you for the second half? Uh, uh, we got we got tough guys, you know, um, guys who's willing to win and adapting to adversity, uh, different type of weather, um, long flights. Uh, it's just crazy, but um, I, I believe our team, the sky's the limit for us. You know, we just got to find a way to fight within all of that chaos. All right. Gus Edwards had 19 rushes for 80 yards and three touchdowns. Mark Andrews, four catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. Ravens lead the AFC North. They're 6-2. Cardinals drop to 1-7. A shocker of the day took place in Denver. The Broncos shut down the Chiefs. A 24-9 win, and they would seal the deal late. Fourth and 22. Mahomes getting away from Benito and then just heaving it downfield, and it's intercepted. Picked off by Justin Simmons. Fifth time he's gotten Mahomes in his career. Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions. He was 24 for 38, 241 yards, two interceptions. Russell Wilson was 12 for 19, 114 yards, and three touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, six catches for 58 yards. Broncos win 24 to 9. They improved to 3 and 5. The Chiefs dropped to 6 and 2. In San Francisco, Brock Purdy really struggled on the other side. Joe Burrow, he did not. His career leading up to that gym. Now here they are on first and 10 from the 17. Wide open, touchdown! Jamar Chase, oh, what a flip. Burrow finished 28 for 32, 283 yards, three touchdowns. 
Jamar Chase, 10 catches for 100 yards in that touchdown. Joe Mixon, 16 rushes, 87 yards in a touchdown. Brock Purdy, 22 for 31, 365 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Christian McCaffrey, 12 rushes for 54 yards and a touchdown. Six catches for 64 yards and a touchdown. But the Bengals win 31-17. They are now 4-3. The Niners have dropped three in a row. They are 5-3. And, and Sunday Night Football last night was a blowout. The Chargers beat the Bears 30-13. Justin Herbert, 31 for 40, 298 yards and three touchdowns. Austin Eckler had seven catches for 94 yards and a touchdown. The Chargers are now 3-4. The Bears dropped to 2-6. And, and here's the head coach after the game. Let's go, man. Let's go. Right, hey, week ago, week ago I was in here, same people, same group of people were in here. I see the same group, but I saw a different mindset today. I saw a different mindset today. It was fresh, it was focused, all right? We played like it, okay? We needed that one, all right? That was a great response. Guys, in the NFL, you're going to have some tough times, man. We had two really tough ones. But I'll tell you what, these were our three best consecutive practices of the season, and that's a fact. They were the three best in a row, all right? And that's consistency and performance, all right? Okay, there's gonna be a lot of things that we can learn from from this tape. But we were fresh and focused for this game. I got two game balls. Here we go. First one, first career interception, Ja Taylor. Second one, really thought this guy came alive this week. Thought he led our football team. Like I said, three best practices of the season. I thought these were his three best practices of the season. 31 of 40, 300 yards, three touchdowns, oh, just Herbert. Yeah. Team on three, one, two, three, three. Week eight will conclude tonight in Detroit. Monday Night Football as the Lions host the Raiders. Lions to the house tonight. And our week eight NFL rundown is brought to us by Brunt Insurance, 954-589-2204. Bruntinsurance.com. All right. There you go. A lot of action yesterday. I was all over on ESPN Radio NFL Game Day yesterday with Herm Edwards and Mike Tannenbaum. I'll be doing it again next week. I hope you guys can tune in. I understand if you didn't tune in yesterday, way involved with the Dolphin game, but next week you got the Dolphins at 9.30. That'll end, and then you can tune in to me on ESPN Radio. All right. First, I got to tell you guys before we continue on, if you're thinking about getting a new car, you're in luck that you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 right now because I'm going to tell you about the only car dealership I personally endorse. Official car dealership of Zaslow Show 2.0, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're talking the widest inventory of newest Subaru models on the market. It could be the Outback, the Crosstrek, the Forester, the Ascent, the WRX. If you're looking for a spacious Subaru SUV for the family or just a reliable Subaru, SU, uh, Subaru sedan for your daily commute. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru is sure to have the perfect model for you. And at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you could be payment-free for the rest of the year. Payment-free for the rest of 2023. Make no payments for 90 days when you purchase any North Fort Lauderdale Subaru vehicle. You could shop from home right now. NFLSubaru.com. NFLSubaru.com. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Conveniently located on North Andrews Avenue. Just north of Cypress Creek Road, the building you know, and the place to go. Shop NFLSubaru.com, North Fort Lauderdale, Subaru. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. We catch you up at the end of every episode on some things we may have missed, uh, some audio, fun clips that we haven't gotten around to yet. Let's start out in Milwaukee last night. So, singing the national anthem... At the Bucks game, you may have been surprised to learn it's Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. That's right. Flavor Flav is singing the national anthem. Now, I'm not going to give you the whole thing here. I'm going to give you a good portion of it because I thought Flavor Flav did an excellent job. And the Rockets Brent Flair, the Bumpers That our flag 
it was still there Oh, say does that star spangle The land of the free and the home of the brave of the brave of the Excellent job, low long, but I thought that it was very good. That's a big deal. Good job out of you, Flavor Flav. Big deal or not a big deal? So yesterday in Philadelphia, the 76ers, they had their home debut last night, all right? And the Sixers, they won. They beat Portland 126-98 behind a monster performance from Joel Embiid. Embiid had 35 points and 15 rebounds and 7 assists. But Joel Embiid going into the game was questionable. He was questionable for the home opener because they were considering resting him. Considering, this this is a big deal. Considering resting him, it's the third game of the year and it's the home opener. This league is out of control, man. It's a joke. The player participation policies, it's bullshit. It's, this is Adam Silver's NBA where the players, they complain, they don't play, they don't honor contracts. This is Adam Silver's NBA. It's an embarrassment. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So this morning, NFL Network, good morning football. Here's NFL insider Ian Rappaport on Kirk Cousins' injury. You know, you look at what this Minnesota Vikings team has done. Come back from the abyss. Started looking really good. Seemed like a team that was really going to hit its stride. And now Kirk Cousins expected to be out for the season with a torn Achilles. Just a, a truly crushing injury for Cousins. You knew it right away. If you saw the close-up of his calf, you could literally see the Achilles go up. It's not good. He's going to have the MRI today, but just talking to people in the building and honestly listening to Kevin O'Connell's press conference yesterday, they know the reality that Kirk Cousins, who is a free agent after the season, has played his last down for the Vikings this year. It, it's hard to... Hard to overstate how crushing this is for this team. Jaron Hall, rookie from BYU, likely to step in and take the snaps. We'll see if they end up acquiring someone. But from a team that has fought and come back the way they have, this stings for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I'm going big deal. Like I told you, the, the, the Vikings, they're in a position where they, they could be fighting for a playoff spot. And Kirk Cousins has been having a fantastic season. It's, it's devastating news out of Minneapolis. And his, his career in Minnesota may be done. That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, tonight, Game 3 of the World Series. We got a series. The Diamondbacks, they got back a couple nights ago with a 9-1 win at the Rangers. That series is 1-1 as Games 3, 4, and 5 are moving to Arizona beginning tonight with Game 3, 8.03 p.m. on Fox on ESPN Radio. Boog Shambi, he's got the call. He is the voice of the World Series. And before game one, the previous voice of the World Series, Dan Schulman, he he essentially passed the baton to Boogie. Boog, it's your old buddy Dan Schulman from up in Canada. S-H-U-L, no C, but, but I digress. I'm so excited you're finally getting a chance to call the World Series other than, of course, Game 5 back in 2018 when somehow remotely you poisoned me with strep throat and got the call the last pitch. But, you know, water under the bridge. Anywho, uh, you're so deserving of this. You're so, so talented. And I can't wait to listen to you call the World Series between the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. I hope you get a seven-game series. I hope it goes right down to the final pitch. And it's as exciting a finish as any World Series has ever been. You deserve that. From all of your fans up here in Canada, me, HUD, everybody else, from all of the listeners who appreciate what you do so much, have a great call. Yeah, I'm going big deal. Classy move by Dan Schulman. Obviously, Boog, best in the business, deserves to be the voice of the World Series on ESPN Radio, and that's tonight, Game 3, Rangers and Diamondbacks. 
And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Today's show brought to us in part by Bet Online. Thanks to everybody who's begun the week with us. Again, appreciate all you guys. Thanks to our sponsors, of course. Thanks to everybody who all put together a great show today. I can never do it without your help and all of your hard work. Can we start the show tomorrow with a Panthers win and a Heat win to get the week going? I mean, come on, what are we doing here? We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.